Perhaps you've heard the old saying, Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Today's episode is all about learning from your mistakes. Here's a quote from the famous late Henry Ford. The only real mistake is the one from which we learn nothing. On today's show, we're going to explore how we make mistakes and what we can do once we've made them. You'll appreciate and enjoy today's show. Stay tuned. I was an engineer and in 2008 lost my job due to the economic collapse. Jobs were scarce. I didn't know where to turn to get help updating my resume. Online services and coaches charge hundreds, even thousands of dollars. I took matters into my own hands and learned how to craft interview-winning resumes. Shortly later, I landed a job with a Fortune 500 company. I have helped many achieve similar success. Now I share my tips to create interview-winning resumes, interviewing excellence, and high-performance growth strategies on my podcast, Career Growth Made Easy. Hey there, it's Craig Ansell from the Career Growth Made Easy podcast. I just realized that I did the intro and didn't introduce myself, so now you know who I am. This is the Career Growth Made Easy podcast. We're proud to be offering you episode 172 for your listening and growing pleasure. Today's show title, Learning from Your Mistakes. That's right, your mistakes, because obviously I don't make any. Whoa, wait a minute. Okay, I'm joking. Believe it or not, we all make mistakes. None of us are perfect. Some less perfect than others, but none of us are perfect. Okay. So in the intro, I mentioned a quote from Henry Ford. The only real mistake is one from which we learn nothing. Ouch. You can break that down and talk about that for an entire show, though we're not going to, but it's quite interesting. Mistakes. Hmm. Learning from them. So how are we going to handle today's show? Well, another way to look at it is from Eleanor Roosevelt. Her quote, learn from the mistakes of others. You can't live long enough to make them all yourself. Kind of cool, right? Yes, you and I will make mistakes in our lives, but the good news, others are making mistakes all the time. So it's all about using some of these famous quotes to see how we can fuel our bodies, fuel our minds, and make our lives better by learning from the mistakes of ourselves and with the help of others. It's natural to make mistakes. So then the question becomes, what can we do about mistake-proofing our lives? Hmm. Well, I'm not sure about that, but we certainly can work towards minimizing our repeat mistakes. Yes, that's right. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. There's a special meaning behind that. And the way you can take care of this is working through your personal and professional lives using what I'll call a lessons learned approach. I'm an engineer, yes, but also a project manager for a large corporation handling significant projects. 
sometimes on the tune of millions of dollars of revenue. That has a lot of responsibility, a lot of financial responsibility, as well as risks, challenges, and rewards for the company and the customer, as well as myself. That can put a big burden on me, a big burden on our company to support others. But we realize we can make mistakes, as I said earlier. The key part is, how do we recover? How do we learn from these mistakes? And that's what I'm going to share today using my version of it called Lessons Learned. These are things, these lessons learned that we talked about, that we can either strive for or against. If we want to upgrade our lessons learned, which I'm going to talk about lessons learned first, if we want to upgrade our lessons learned, we can really shine and call them best practices. And we'll get into that in a minute. But first, we need to accept that we have the power to change things. That's right. But also, it is absolutely human nature that it's difficult or that our bodies resist change. That's just a simple fact. If you were to walk into a room and sit down, you'd pick a certain desk, a certain chair, a certain area of the room. If you were to take a break, maybe a bio break, lunchtime, and come back to that same room, you'd probably seek out the same or similar chair, similar setting. That's an example of human nature liking consistency and wanting to avoid change. If you were in meetings for the day and took breaks, you'll likely go back to the same place. It would almost feel uncomfortable if you switched tables each time there was a break, or if you had meetings spanning multiple days. It would seem odd. Oh, you weren't here last week, or hey, you didn't sit here last time. You sat over there. Kind of people automatically assume and take uh, a little space as their own, their own little territory, right? So that kind of gives us an idea that we naturally resist change, just for an example. So we need to put our detective hats on. We need to see how change affects us in our personal and professional lives. For work, it's that time of year that we're finally entering the fall season. Many companies are getting prepared to do performance reviews. Many do them on an annual basis. Conducting these at the end of the calendar year is rather common. Some companies do them on their fiscal year cycle, the year that they were incorporated. But as we're listing today's show, let's go ahead and get a jump start on how we can better prepare and improve for our performance reviews at work. And that's part of why I wanted to talk to you today about making mistakes, but also learning from our mistakes. The same goes for our personal lives. Within a few, mo- we're within a few months from the end of the year, but that also means a new year. Oh, ugh, we haven't even gotten through the U.S. holidays of Thanksgiving or Christmas. Craig, you're already talking about the new year. Well, I can't believe it either, but here we are in September, and it's 2023. I think for many of us, COVID has done a real a real number on us. And there are times where I can't believe I've lost two or three years of time. 
You know, I just go, oh, that was before COVID. It seems like things happened before COVID, during or after COVID. Now, we are starting to see a little in rush of COVID again, unfortunately. Here we are, summer and fall, entering of 2023. But the the primary struggle and focus was when it was first new to us in uh, early 2020. I can't believe it either, and it's been three years. But think about it. Times are changing. We need to change as well. So, Thinking about that New Year's resolution, again, get you kick-started, right? Get you in the right mindset. Maybe today's show can offer you a challenge, but also give you some guidance. I don't blame you when you're listening to the show this far, that you're kind of wondering, maybe thinking, Craig, I don't really make mistakes. I'm somewhat conservative. I'm somewhat caution. Hey, I get it. It's easy to be cautious, be protective. Maybe you're thinking, hey, I can avoid most mistakes in my life by not taking chances. Hey, I hear that also. I was there once. But to aid in a different thought, a different way of viewing things, I offer you this quote from Albert Einstein. Anyone who has never made a mistake has never tried anything new. Ouch. This is where you have to decide. You need to go back into your personal and your professional lives and decide what course, what path you want to go down. Is it time to change, or do you want to remain the same? I'll tell you this. Frequently, when I coach, I bring up what is called the insanity principle. To me, it's continuing to do the same things and yet expecting change. Meaning, the same effort will usually repeat with the same results. If you want a different outcome, you need to be willing to try something new, albeit change. Dun, dun, dun. I'm here to plant the seeds of hope and growth. And you have to decide if you'll water them and let them flourish. With that said, I want to give you some tools for today's show to help you grow. We talked about lessons learned. All right. First of all, when a mistake happens, it's natural. It's okay. It is, as we said from some of the quotes, it's what we learn from them, from these mistakes, from these problems, these challenges, these issues. It's what we learn from them and how we react is how we're defined. The situation defines us by how we respond and react. You are not the problem. A problem, a challenge, an issue occurred. You are working on the problem, the challenge, the issue. So it's your decision on how you act, or in some cases, react, that can make all the difference in your personal and professional lives. Having said that, conduct a lessons learned in your lives, both personally and professionally. What have you learned today so far? Where are you listening to me? In your vehicle? During a lunch break? What have you learned today that you could possibly turn into a lesson learned? Now, it might sound funny. No, we're not going back to school. This is just a a short show, maybe 15, 20 minutes, to talk about mistakes. Mistake-proofing? Possibly. But practices. Best practices. So, going from lessons learned, keeping a brief log of what you've done on your day, in your day, what's affected you, what you've impacted, and what you've learned from potential mistakes, or ways that you'd like to see things done better. Maybe you're not having mistakes in your work right now. 
or anything big or large has affected you. But there are ways, there are things that you said that went okay. Myself, my company, my customer consider my project, my action uh, a success. But I think there are ways we can do things better. That also is a way to improve with your lessons learned. But how do you do that? This is where one of those tools comes in that I talked about, and it's called best practices. Now, I believe there's two types of best practice. The first type of best practice is a positive approach, meaning there's a lesson that you learned and that you would like to repeat it. You'd like to accept it and you'd like to target it. You always want this lesson learned to be present with you. So when you perform whatever activity it is, for anything from personal, you might be working on your car, you might be cooking, I don't know what it might be. You might be playing a a board game or a sports, uh, be at a sporting event in a certain role in a certain position, and you learned a lesson there. If I do this, I get this result. I really like that. Well, that might be something that you want to call a best practice, something that you want to accept, you want to target and do repeatedly. You liked the outcome. On the other hand, for best practices, we also, in my opinion, can have a negative approach to those, meaning best practices, things that we want to avoid, things that we want to minimize from happening. So this is where a little bit of what I do in my daily job as a project manager comes in. There's issue resolution, meaning an issue has occurred and we have to work on it and resolve it, or thinking in advance, we do what is called risk avoidance, risk mitigation. We try try to avoid risks by thinking what could happen, kind of brainstorming, almost dreaming, if you will. What if this happened? How would I handle that? What if that happened? How would I respond? Oh, what's the worst that could happen? Well, it sounds like a doomsday approach, right? Oh my gosh, Craig, you're thinking about negative things. But that is part of my job. I believe it's part of a good project manager's job. Not good, but a great project manager's job, in fact. The better that you are at risk avoidance, risk mitigation, the better the outcome of your project will be for you personally, professionally, for your company, and for your customer. So risk avoidance, risk mitigation is critical. And with that said, you're looking at two ways to do that. First, you have your lessons learned, processing, analyzing daily, personal, professional lives. What things do you like? What things do you dislike? What things would you like to repeat? What things would you like to avoid? Those lessons learned get ingrained in best practices. The positive approach, accept them, target them, expect those things to happen, plan for those things to happen so you can repeat those positive results. Then the other is, the best practice, negative approach. What things are you actually trying to avoid or minimize from happening? So you set up your circumstances, you set up your processes, your actions, so that you try to repeat this negative approach, whereby avoiding and minimizing problems, challenges, or issues. Hope that makes sense to you. Don't want to get too much into my project management hat, but sometimes the uh, different backgrounds that we each have help us grow together by sharing what we specialize in and what we're experienced with. As we get ready to close today's show, talking about mistakes, talking about learning from our mistakes. I hinted earlier at mistake proofing. Well, I don't know about it being perfect, right? Mistake proof your life. But remember that if you don't make an effort to do things differently, you're not likely to make mistakes. But also at the same time, if you don't try different things, you're likely not going to learn. So, 
there's that food for thought from the various quotes I shared. But in closing, thinking about mistake-proofing, lessons learned, risk mitigation, risk avoidance, what have you, I'd like to share, I'm very proud to say, in the past years, I've worked with hundreds of students, dozens of businesses, and we've talked about the most common mistakes on resumes, what resumes get moved forward for the next round for potential interview selection, and what resumes don't. I know what bugs people that are creating resumes. I know what bugs you. How can I overcome the dreaded blank sheet of paper? How do I know what to put on my resume, what to keep, what to get rid of? How lengthy should a resume be? What's the right format? I've been there and done that with hundreds of people. On the counterpart, I've worked with dozens of businesses to ask them, hiring managers, human resource professionals, business owners, what they look forward to and what they appreciate on a resume, what they absolutely dislike. Maybe even some have said the word hate or something that really bugs them about resumes and what gets resumes in the door and likely to the interview pile. So why not for you cut out all the guesswork, grab your lifetime access to my online course called resume masterclass. I help you create edit, or redesign your resume as you go through the different steps in your career cycle. There's even a proofreading module at the end where I give you various tips and techniques to make sure that your resume is up to stuff when you submit it online and it goes through those software scanning services called ATS, Applicant Tracking Systems. That's right. If you didn't know, I'm telling you now. Because of the workload out there, many companies use software tools to scan your resumes before going in front of a human being. If your resume doesn't have the right keywords, the right format, the right structure, or perhaps the wrong type of font, it won't get in front of a human because the ATS, the scanning tool, may either reject it or misread it, and your key valuable information won't get to the next step in front of a human for potential interview consideration. My resume masterclass will absolutely help you as it's helped many. And I also offer one-on-one coaching for resume creation, editing, and complete overhauls depending on your circumstances, especially if your career path has changed in life. If you've already got your resume out there and you're getting some hits for interviews, congratulations for doing it on your own. I also offer my interviewing excellence course. I will help you really rock it and shine during the interview, knowing what questions to ask, how to be prepared to answer the most common questions that stump people, but also through feedback, even recent feedback as much as last week, I've had a number of people have really great interview sessions and get offers. Those offers were very respectable with regards to pay because they knew how to put their value into words during that interview and get job offers that were very pleasing to them. Don't just do a resume and get a job offer and accept it. Learn how to write the right resume for the right time and interview with excellence so that when you do get that job offer, you'll get the right pay scale offer that's attractive to you. I stand by, ready to help. I'm Craig Ansell, Career Growth Coach from the Career Growth Made Easy Podcast. We're closing episode 172, Learning From Your Mistakes. We'll talk to you next week. God bless.